Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Turning to entertainment news, this is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Everything you need to know from the world of entertainment and pop culture. Heard at the top of every hour on My Talk 1071. And, and, and what have you learned? Learn. Steve learn, Croft learn. is the longest tenured 60 Minutes correspondent, and he's retiring. Oh, uh, really? Yes, his final piece aired last night. Uh, I remember oh. my parents always like clockwork. <laughs> That's kind of funny because of the clock that comes up, but they yeah. always watch 60 Minutes. It was a staple in our house. We always watched it on Sundays. Uh, he's been on the show for 30 years. So. Oh, wow. I didn't know he was wow. retiring. Yeah. Oh, so. I, I enjoy his work. Yeah. I love Steve's reporting. Oh, I, I love his read style. Yeah. Oh, he's great. Legend for sure. It's like I'm tired. It's time. Yeah. Okay, uh, the Big Bang Theory, the series finale, you know, people had, overall, I haven't heard anything bad about it. I have tuned in and out of that show from time to time. Fun fact about our beloved Prince, he was also a huge fan of the Big oh, Bang yes. Theory. <laughs> when you tour Paisley Park, they say this is where he would watch the Big Bang Theory, <laughs> in this little <laughs> diner room that he had there. Um, so anyway, uh, it drew huge numbers, a uh, lot of uh, positive reviews of that, a uh, three-year high in viewers for that show. Oh, wow. Oh, really? I thought yeah. it was a great finale. Yep. Had his big... I, I didn't he- Unlike Game of Thrones, which we're going to talk about momentarily, <laughs> yeah. uh, I didn't hear one negative thing about Big Bang. Yeah. Not a single thing. Yeah. I haven't either. Uh, some of the biggest uh, news and entertainment is that Scarlett Johansson and Colin either... I say Yoast, but I think it's just Yoast. Yeah. <laughs> Colin Jost. They are engaged. Uh, you know, she used to be married to Ryan Reynolds. She has a daughter with her second husband uh, who was a journalist, and uh, that daughter is four. So this is the first mar- marriage for Colin. And they've been dating wow. for two years. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that. It's just... Feel, I feel like we just learned about this relationship like the beginning of this year or mm-hmm. maybe the end of last year. So. Yeah. Maybe. Wow, when you think about him and Pete Davidson and how he openly talked about their rela- his relationships on SNL. Yeah. And those two relationships began and en- ended yep. <laughs> while Colin's still dating Scarlett. Yes. Well, engaged now, but that yeah. worked out. Very maybe true. Don't, maybe don't talk about it. Maybe not, yeah. Maybe that's a secret. Uh, Matthew McConaughey finally received his original high school diploma more, more than 30 years after graduating. 
He never oh, picked it up nice. back in the day. It's not that he didn't graduate, it's, but he oh. just never had possession of it. So he, he has it now. I wonder what sparked it or if they were just like, hey, do you want this? It's I don't know. on file. <laughs> yeah. We have this in the closet if you want to come get it. Yes, yeah. exactly. All right. That's the latest dirt. You can find more on our app and mytalk1071.com. Ah, good stuff. Good stuff. My Talk Dirt Alerts at the top of every hour. And at 820, 1220, and 520 on My Talk 1071. 805. Welcome to the final hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning. On this Monday, May 20th, 2019, I'm Jace with Lex and Don McLean. Hope everyone had a great weekend, even though, oh, I... It was... I didn't realize how cold it was here. Ooh, yeah, Jace. It was like... I, okay, I'm, I'm not going to say how nice it was in Florida, but it was nice in Florida. <laughs> and then I get I get a text message from Q, who's like my assistant and was staying at my house. And he goes, there's a food, there's a food truck fair. <laughs> there's Aww. a food truck fair across er, in the neighborhood. And he's and he's and he there, there's a picture and people are in winter coats. And I'm like, it's yeah. May 19th. Donna had it a little is... bit of snow at her cabin. Oh, my, oh my goodness. Yeah. I scraped ice off my window Ugh. this morning. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so we were really not. Now, just hear me out and then we'll get to Game of Thrones. But oh, yeah. hear me out here. <laughs> uh, we were waiting in line for a ride. And our poor virgin Disney World virgin friend, Brian, was sweating a little bit and was hot. And I just I showed him the temperature back here at home. And I'm like, boys, let's let's just keep things in perspective. <laughs> it's it's really gross at home. So let's just enjoy the sunshine here because we're very lucky right now <laughs> that we're not at home wearing winter coats on May 19th. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, anyway. In shorts and flip flops. And yes. Oh, well, nice. uh. It was a good day to stay inside and watch TV, and thousands of you did. The series finale of Game of Thrones on HBO last night. We're just going to get rights into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lex, just tell us. I mean, seriously, what did you think? Yeah, I'm going to defend it. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> because when you think about this entire season, the way that they ended it, it was good for the season that already felt rushed. I felt that we got closure for some of the main characters. Uh, and still, there were a lot of surprises. About who's ruling? Who dies? What happens to them? Where they kind of set their future. You can see kind of where a trajectory of where they're going. There was um, a couple lines, too, that harken back to the first season. I thought that was really nice. Um, there seemed to be also some commentary on maybe politics today. And how we pick who leads. Um, but still, there are, there are lots of questions. I can also see, I was reading a lot of tweets and reviews about, you know, was it pandering? Is it cliched? Was it too precious of an ending? And I can see how some fans would feel that way. But I feel that way about this whole season. They just had to, there's only six episodes. My love monkey, let me ask you, because you've used the word, you use the word precious both times. Yeah. Um, Why? Because it. let me ask you, and again, guys, we're not, my talkers were not. This is a spoiler-free discussion, and mm. as you can see, Alexis She's gets being very careful. She gets the gold star in broadcasting <laughs> does, today because that she was knows perfect. I'll lick her face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Say Everybody, my talkers. Dawn is um, basically <laughs> like that monkey in Contagion with uh, Matthew Broderick. So, <laughs> oh, cute. Um, 
So <laughs> getting if, her spit ready. <laughs> if Alexis reveals anything, Dawn is going to lick and spit on it. Oh so my god! Just like Laura Ingalls in the first Little House on the Prairie episode. Oh, which oh, we, we wanted to spit to. so badly. We have to get back to that. Oh, but anyway, um, Dawn, sincerely, I'm sorry. Sidebar: Eight o'clock, friends. You missed the broadcasting majesty that was Alexis talking about the pilot episode of Little House on the Prairie. Which, anyway, okay, anyway, so. Is it because, Lex, um, are you describing it as precious and people yeah. are describing because it was too neat, too clean, too cliche? Uh, Is that what you mean? Yes. Or too perfect? I'm going to say yes. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, it just felt too kind of kumbaya at the end when really it's the the whole series has been very violent and, um, you know, mm. raw. Mm. And so okay. at the end, it just felt like, oh, kumbaya, my lord, kumbaya. <laughs> felt like that. That's why I wanted to just keep singing for a little while. <laughs> Se- okay, 651 Here's what we want. So Alexis yes. is representing all of y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, hi, y'all, uh, that, that liked it. We want to hear from some people that, like, were so disappointed. Yeah. You, like, threw a crown at the TV. You were bummed. But again, we don't want details. Just do it, Alexis. Hashtag be like Alexis. And yeah. no spoilers, but tell us kind of why you were disappointed. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Call us right now. Now, Dawn, uh, yeah. we'll ask you after the phone calls. But Lex, do you want to watch uh, it on Wednesday? Good luck. I am avoiding uh, spoilers, Don. I'm gonna have to prep like it's Little House on the Prairie days for the show. I'm gonna be yeah. talking about like, well, I saw some mud daubers making a <laughs> nest out. <laughs> well, Mom yeah, was turning butter. I can't. Oh, God. Okay, you can't, you can't look at anything. <laughs> oh. When I see a picture, I've already been. What I do is I I do my prep on my phone and I scroll through. And if I see a picture of any of the characters or anything in the title, I quickly just blur my eyes and I keep scrolling. And that's worked so far for me. But I it, will I be able to not have this spoiled? Oh no! I don't know. Oh six five one six four one one zero seven one. Who disliked? Game mm. of Thrones. Alexis liked it. We want the counter view here. I, and I'm, I'm going to say liked it in lowercase l because it goes in line with this whole season. It felt very rushed, but also at the same time, you know, it did give us some closure. Well, people, I Phil Jones just typed, uh, showed this little meme or something yeah. that I can't really describe the meme well. Oh, but so Did he tweet it to us? Yeah, but it, it's just basically like seasons one through four were great. Mm-hmm. Five started to waver. Six was mer and seven and eight were bad. Did you even did you like um, last season? I would agree with that depiction for sure. It it has definitely gone downhill. Okay. In terms of plot okay. and story storytelling. Let's go to Melissa Lex on line one. Okay. Melissa, Game of Thrones series finale. What did you think? I cried. Oh, I, I actually I did. I, I sat in my chair and I, I started crying towards the end, but not because of like any. I cried because of the character assassination, essentially. And it was such an absolute disappointment. Oh. Um, I think they did such a disservice to the characters, mm. to their stories, to the story overall. It broke my heart. 
for the story itself. And, and that is why I cried. I was so disappointed. Oh, wow. Sad tears. Cause oh, you, I no. Because the show probably meant a lot to you. And you, did you feel it was cheap? What? I'm sorry, was it cheap? Like, just kind of like, like Alexa said, precious um, and too perfect and cliche. You know, I think, I think probably about 90% of it I disagreed with. It was, it was very surface. It wasn't true to everything they had built it to be throughout all of the seasons. Um, I've never been this geeky and nerdy about any shows. <laughs> like, you know, I do have a life outside of it. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it just wasn't good. The whole season I was disappointed with incredibly. Yeah. I had very low bar set for the finale, but it I didn't expect it to break my heart. I, I really wow. didn't. Wow. Well, I am so glad you called. This yeah. is uh, interesting. Sorry, oh. Melissa. Try to have a good Monday, though. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye, you sweetie. guys, too. Bye. Thanks. Thank you. Let's go to Gina's uh, Game of Thrones series finale talk, spoiler-free. Uh, Gina, what did you think? I thought it fell flat. Um, it, it it was a series finale that was about tying up storylines versus the peak of a crescendo. I think that the series really peaked with the battle up in the north earlier in the season. And since then, it's just been about how do we close off all the various storylines then. I feel like we needed more episodes. What was that? I feel like we needed more episodes. Yeah, probably, probably. It was very rushed. Character yeah. development w- wasn't there, you know, sacrificed for the plot in order to get it all done as quickly as possible. Yeah, some okay. disappointing deaths and how they die. I was like, oh, okay. that She deserved a better death than that, or he deserved yeah. a better death than that. <laughs> Something a little more dramatic. Nothing, I, I didn't feel like there was anything unexpected or any big surprises or revelations in, in the finale. Mm. Oh, okay. Gina, thank you so much. Nice. Game of Thrones series finale. So she she yeah. said no. You were a little surprised by some things, though. I was, yeah. Yeah. Now, Dawn, listening to these uh, generalities, these, uh, <laughs> how are you feeling going into Wednesday? <clears throat> What's great is that, you know, I had a chance to listen to what you said in the 6 o'clock and the 8 o'clock. I had a few like, uh-oh, I think I know what she's talking about moments, but now you've contradicted yourself. So it's all just a big Yes. Confusion. <laughs> yes. Yay. So great you just job, Alexis. Change the pronouns and yeah. bam. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I can see how people would feel. I've, uh, the whole season in general to me has felt rushed, like you mm. said. And a lot of people have said over and over again the writers want to move on to their Star Wars, Star Wars. thing that they're doing. Oh. Now, don't push these nerds over on me. Oh, yeah. I, Are they going to screw it up? Uh, yes. Oh. <laughs> they, Are they going to do a good them. job for the first three? Because they're signed for, for three movies. So is the first two going to be great and the third one going to oh, poop? Maybe. I know. I mean... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. You guys keep them. I don't want them over here on Star Wars. Yeah, I think that they've made a lot of enemies, these guys. 
They really yeah. have. There we go. <laughs> uh, coming up next, everybody, the one and only Dirt Alert after the 30. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. But before we get to that, phone lines are now open. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Do you have a dream that needs to be weaved? There's only mm. one woman on this radio station that can do it. Dreamweaver Dawn. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Call Dawn right now. Please be as concise as humanly possible. We don't need it to be as long as Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's make it like a quick episode of Barney Miller. 651-641-1071. <laughs> Phone lines are open right now, and we'll talk to you in the next segment. Right now, though, we turn to Elizabeth Reese and the Dirt Alert. Good morning, Elizabeth. Good morning, everybody. In a post-Game of Thrones world, that is what we are waking up to this morning. Mm-hmm. How does everyone feel emotionally? I don't stable? know if I want to live in this world. <laughs> I don't know either. A lot of people kind of questioning how they can go on without Game of Thrones. I don't know about you, because a So I fell off watching the show after a couple of seasons. I think we've talked about that before, but my husband, super into it. And so this morning, the first thing I said, because he stayed up to watch it, and then I went to bed and I said, how was it? And he said it was garbage. Oh. He didn't love it. He was really disappointed. He was really disappointed. And he'd like... He watched it and then rewatched a bunch of it to get ready for this season because he got the HBO subscription back really early. And I said, what is happening here? And he said, well, I got to get schooled. (laughs) Like, I got to make sure that I'm ready to go. Um, So I don't know if most people season has kind of been. But I mean, he's an extreme personality, Jason. So let's be real. You know, he's a J and he gets real feisty. So he Mm -hmm. kind of if he doesn't like something, he'll tell you that he really Uh doesn't like it. I don't yeah, know anything great. about that type of personality. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with that behavior. He might need a day or two to process. That's why you shouldn't tweet immediately, right? If you have that kind of personality. Yes. He's always asking me. He'll say something and then go, I should tweet that. And then I'm like, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, maybe not. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe so, means yes. I don't know means no. There is one little thing that um, a lot of people are talking about with Game of Thrones, that there was yet another production error. They forgot to remove a water bottle in the series finale. Mm. And so that spread all over the place by um, on social media. There was a plastic water bottle that appeared in one of the scenes. Okay. Where is the continuity person here? Well, this is the most Drunk. expensive show on television. <laughs> know. You know what I mean? I know. Yes. I mean... Come on, we don't even make mistakes like that. Uh, they just don't well, even care anymore. That's no. really what the, the feeling of this last season. Really? Yeah, I mean, of the finale, I, I enjoyed it only because it seemed like a fitting ending to a rushed season. Boy. Wow. That's too bad, and they took so much time to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a year and a half, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And isn't it isn't it fascinating? And we could talk about this at another time, maybe tomorrow. Isn't it fascinating how a series finale can either help cement or tarnish the reputation of the show itself? Well, totally, because what happens is if people don't love the finale, it just makes them feel like they wasted the rest of the time. It's well, because, so much pressure on one episode. Because that's mm-hmm. the you always you always remember the last thing that you see is it gets stuck in your mind. I know. So like, so like Dexter, I mean, what's funny is when, when, when we refer to Dexter on Showtime, the great show uh, with uh, uh, Michael C. Hall, do you notice Lex? And I just thought about this. When we joke about Dexter, it's, yeah. or when we talk about Dexter and make pop culture references uh, in regards to that show, 
we don't talk about the quality of the show and how much we authentically loved it from, you know, seasons one through four. We only talk about it about that stupid final episode. Yep. So it's just interesting. It's so interesting to me that a show can be really good. And then like Seinfeld, you know, people talk all the time about that. It's horrible. Yeah. yeah, Finale. Yeah. The finale is a big, big deal. So there you go. If you haven't watched it, I'm not saying anything out of turn. Mm-hmm. No no spoilers or anything like that. And frankly, I wouldn't even know what it is, what happened. So I can't really say any spoilers. But there you go. My husband in my house, not happy. Uh, this is exciting news. Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost are engaged. Yes. Yeah. I know. So they've been dating for two years. Colin Jost, um, one-time guest on Twin Cities Live, was so nice. Have you met him, Jason? Has he come through? No, I have not met him. I have a crush on him, but yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, he and Steve Patterson, of course, had a full out like hair mutual admiration situation going on. Oh my goodness. It was, I mean, I was practically in the middle of it anyway. um, But Colin Jost from Saturday Night Live, they first made headlines after um, she was spotted kissing him after her appearance on SNL in May of 2017. But he was, um, he went to Harvard. He's super smart. Yes. Super smart guy and super nice. I like this. Relationship because yes. then I she was with, she re- needed to be she likes a funny guy I mean she was with Ryan Reynolds yeah and I don't know what didn't work out there but then she was with this really stuffy French guy and that didn't work out and I think she needed to go back to the funny yeah and he also didn't uh, yeah. broadcast their relationship on SNL uh, yep that's yes so yeah. it, well because he's yeah I, it, Colin seems like a pretty private guy to me so it's probably serving him well with her. He's also 36. I mean, he's not 22. He's not like exactly, Pete Davidson, yes. who's yeah. like 22 or however 25. old. 25. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a decade of difference where you kind of learn, mm-hmm. you know, how to handle things. Boy, more bad press for Constance Wu. It continues. Oh, no. What now? She's in trouble again because now it's leaking that she rented a fancy Manhattan penthouse for a few months and she let her pet bunny roam wild around the place and the joint was destroyed by rabbit poo. Ew. Oh. The actress brought the uh, bunny in without permission and allowed the animal to hop and pee and poo all over this amazing place. And then the housekeeper who was hired by the owner to clean once a week was very upset. Uh, Constance Wu was warned a number of times to keep her rabbit in his hutch, but she ignored the warnings, let him out. And then the fed up owner eventually called the actress's management and threatened to throw her out. Wow. This is the kind of stuff that happens when you are, when it's like a little bit of bad behavior or you, I mean, people see the bad behavior and then it's like all the other stuff just starts getting vomited out. Right. Yeah. Because they protect you up to a certain degree and they're like, well, the floodgates are open, girl. The beavers, the beavers dam has broke. (laughs) That's right. Let's talk about some bunny poo. Another source said that she seems to sleep with the bunny and there was even poop in the bed. Oh, that's disgusting. I know. I mean, those bunnies can be, they're very smart with the litter box. If I you don't train them right, why you know? You don't just train the bunnies. Yes. This is what I never understood when I would watch the Osbournes show and they would have all those little tiny dogs going to the bathroom over on every single ridiculously yes. expensive rug in that house. And I've been like, I was just like, you know, a lot of us own dogs and we don't, I mean, you have accidents here and there. I get it. But it's not like an every single day thing, right? I no. mean, maybe some no. dogs. Maybe you have like an older dog or you have a dog with health things. I mean, I get that kind of stuff. But when you have like a pack of seven dogs and none of them are house trained, I think it might be that you're the problem. Not the dogs. What would Katie Canine say in this situation? 
Khloe Kardashian says she has not given up <laughs> yeah, on marriage. Yeah, bring him a Hugo and let me help. Yeah, exactly. I know. That's, That's what, what she'd, she'd say. Khloe uh, Kardashian says she has not given up on marriage, but she has no interest in dating right now. Khloe Kardashian, you need to completely redefine yep. who you date. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Words of wisdom on this Monday. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. you. Elizabeth Race today at 3 in Twin Cities Live. Sharon, Kelly, Alan, and Grace are standing by for what, you ask? Well, when we come back, they're going to be weaved. Ooh. Not like a basket. Not like a basket by Dawn. (laughs) That sounds mervy pervy, but Dawn has a license for this. We'll be back. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk with a 7-1. And mytalkwindle71.com. I'm Jace with Lex and Dawn. Sharon, Kelly, Alan, and Grace are standing by. Not just a, you know, not for for nothing. They're here <laughs> to be weaved. Why don't you tell me about your dream? I was back in high school, and I was supposed to take a test. I was naked at work again. I was driving my car, and I couldn't control it. Then I fell off a cliff with Leonardo DiCaprio. Do you know what this dream means? Let's start with Sharon. She right. called first. She was waiting, and she has a good one. Hi, Sharon. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Great. Doing well. Good. Tell us about your dream. So I, I had this dream when I was young, but um, and then you forget about it, but it's come back to me every once in a while, and so I thought I'd finally find out uh, any kind of deeper meaning. So I'm in the ocean I'm huge. I think I'm a whale, and I'm driving, <clears throat> and I'm I'm swimming as fast as I can towards what I think is the shore, but I can't see the shore yet. And then I'm, and then I change into other mammals, other, and uh, smaller whales, and then uh, eventually a dolphin, and then eventually when I can see the shore, I'm a huge tortoise, very very old, and I get to the shore, I crawl up onto the land, and then the next thing I know, um, just before I wake up, I get an overview like I'm flying, and then I wake up. Oh my and the dream comes to me um, once in a while, and if I knew a deeper meaning, maybe I'd understand why mm-hmm. it comes to me at different times. Okay. So interesting. Uh, Sharon, I'm going to ask you a question the risk of you're going to say no, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> Have you had a lot of um, spirituality or religion in your life? Um, yeah, when I was smaller, I come, I'm not in that, I'm an actress now, but I, I come from a Jewish background, and I remember when I was about seven uh, at the high holidays, I, my mom would say, how can you be right and all those people be wrong? And I said, I don't know. Oh, wow. Then I got, you know, I got smack on the butt, but sure, okay. <laughs> yeah, I've always been spiritual. Okay, so um, this, uh, dreaming about the sea, the water is your conscious life experiences, and the, the ocean is so vast that it's you feeling overwhelmed by your conscious experiences. You morphing into different sea creatures has to do with your, your spirituality and how you've tried on different types of religion in your life or ways to connect to God, and at times it's felt like you don't really know who you are. Um, you're desperately trying to get to solid ground where you feel stable 
but it has to do with that. And then at the end of the dream, you become what is something that is very known to be an animal that's wise, which would be a tortoise. It has, uh, you know, it's been mm-hmm. around forever. So there's a lot of wisdom in that. I think you've, uh, your soul is telling you you've gotten to a place where you now can identify that your spirituality comes from a deep uh, inner wise place and you're good with that. That's why you decide to go up to the sky um, which is, you know, mm. that's where you're going to connect with your highest self, your super consciousness. <laughs> I know that's I, very deep. <laughs> no, oh. this is one of my favorite weaves ever. Okay. Yeah. What so a great it, dream. So, that, felt- so that would come, I'd, I'd remember it at different times in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure for yeah. what purpose. Uh, for what purpose? Your soul's just trying to guide you, uh, acknowledging oh, okay. that you are trying out different ways to connect to your um, who, whatever you think God is, or something, right. whatever is beyond to you. It doesn't have to be what's defined by your parents or what you were uh, uh, grown. You you maybe felt a little stuck in that, and then you sort of have moved throughout your life trying on different I types of it. spirituality. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you like a lot. You no, really helped. Oh, no Appreciate problem. It. it seems like a really happy dream. Yeah, you know, the totally. transformation. And transformation. Yeah, thanks, Sharon. Into that. Thank you, Sharon. That was so interesting. Mm. Well, well, in the circle I of have... life and changing to different animals, how fun would that be? Lex, you would love that dream, <laughs> oh my girl. gosh, yes. Oh. Kel- <laughs> Kelly online too. Let's go to her. Dreamweaver yeah. Dawn's what we're doing. Kelly, welcome to the show. Tell us about your dream. Hey, girl. Hey. 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 <laughs> All so, right. um, I'm in college, mm-hmm. and it's finals time, but for some reason, I have not shown up to any class yet <laughs> this season, uh-huh. this semester, and I have to do these finals because I don't want to fail, but I can't quite get to the class to take the final. Okay. Oh. Yeah, this is a mm. common dream. This has to do with, it's actually very basic. This has to, you know, we're all here to learn something as a soul. We've come into this body in this lifetime to learn things, or that's what I believe. Um, and, you know, many metaphysics people, metaphysicians, is that the correct word? Uh, <laughs> that we're, we are more than our body. So you have chosen to be here to learn something. A lot of times in life, you are sort of aimlessly wondering why you're repeating the same patterns and what you're getting out of an experience. You feel like mm-hmm. you aren't prepared to get what you need to get from it. And you're waiting for that answer. So you feel like you haven't studied for this life test. Okay. So interesting. Yes. Okay, so that's why you dream about going to school. This is the school. This is your earth school. And many times you feel a little bit like, why am I doing this? What's the purpose of this? What's the purpose of that? It makes you feel a little panicked. Okay, yep, I can see that totally. Okay, Kelly, good luck. (laughs) Thank you, Kelly. Dreamweaver Dawn, what's your dream? Let's go to Alan on line three. Hi, Alan. Welcome to the show. What's your dream? Hey, Jason. So it starts off with me running out of my house, hearing loud noises. And Uh I look up into the sky. This is in my neighborhood, and there's people surrounding my house and the adjacent houses to my house. They're all looking up and pointing because they're seeing a giant ship in the sky. It's a spaceship, and it looks like it's charging up, and it sends down a pulse in in a green color. And it looks electrified, but it doesn't, it hits the ground, and when it does, it makes a ripple onto the ground, no higher than two feet. And anybody who is standing on the ground gets their feet fried. Mm-hmm. But luckily, I managed to jump up and not get hit by it. So after that happens, everybody falls because they're 
their legs are now just ashes. Yeah. And then they send out a second pulse, frying their entire body because they're on the ground now. And I look up and I see two, I see a door open and two black silhouettes. Mm-hmm. And they start to whisper towards each other. And that's when they shoot a beam at me and then I wake up. Okay, Holy Alan. Crap. I had to look this one up <laughs> because wow. I was like, wow, this is one of the coolest dreams. Um, I believe that you are a highly creative person and you're dreaming about your super conscious existence. This is um, this is your super conscious mind. You're, you're a very intelligent person and sometimes you fear what that will do to the rest of you. You might be an overthinker, somebody who is... You, you don't know what you, to do with your intelligence sometimes. You know that you're really, really smart, and sometimes that's overwhelming to you, and it, you feel like it's going to... Stressing out about that and maybe what to do with that and how to harness it, it makes you feel like the rest of you is going to be destroyed. Mm. Um, and it really does immobilize you because, you know, when you're talking about your legs, those are... When you, when you use your legs, you're walking towards a path to what's next. And if you don't have legs, you have no ability to move forward in your life. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that big ship in the sky is your intelligence that you fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alan. Wow. There we go. Thank you. Also, know, it, those two things in there are your inner authority. So those are kind of like what's policing you and managing your intelligence. Wow. <laughs> Alan, thank you so much. Okay. Of course. All right. Thank you. Bye. Let's give Grace the final word. What's your dream? It's Dreamweaver Dawn. Go to Grace. Yeah. Hi, Grace. Hi, Gra- Grace. Oh, she's Whoa. coming from a spaceship. Grace. <laughs> Grace, did your, we did heard your a alien whoosh. craft just land? Uh, hi, Grace. Hi. Hi. What's your dream? <laughs> Well, my dream is, I think, one of the common ones, but it was weird to me. Mm-hmm. I was with my daughter, yeah. and uh, my tooth was hurting. One of my front teeth was hurting. Uh-huh. And when I touched it and tried to get out, it was wiggly, and I took it out, and it was kind of like a transparent plastic with a shell in it. Uh-huh. And my Ooh. daughter said, ooh, it's fake. It's plastic. Uh-huh. And I tried to touch the hole in my mouth again for the tooth, and there was no hole. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of weird. Okay. This has to do with you assimilating knowledge. Food is knowledge, and your teeth are uh, that represents a way how you process knowledge. So sometimes you feel like you're faking your way through um, taking in knowledge, what you present to other people, and there's a panic that you have that you don't have the tools to process information that comes to you. So you just kind of go about your life sometimes faking things. Uh, so, and that affects how you um, are creating new ideas. Mm. Huh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Grace, <laughs> okay. thank you so much. That, that makes thank. sense. Thanks. Thanks, thank Grace. You. Bye. There we go. If you didn't get your we- your dream weave, don't worry. Dawn does this every Monday. Just save your dream and uh, give us a call next Monday. There it bees. There it bees. That the the guy that was too smart for his own good. That was fascinating. Oh, yeah. yeah, he feels he feels overwhelmed by that. Oh, and then the woman that had Alexis's dream dream of turning into various animals. That was you know <laughs> that's amazing. That is amazing. It is uh, eight forty three. When we come back, um, I had a rather unfortunate thing happen to me at Walt Disney World oh. for the very first time ever. I will tell you what that is when we return. Oh.
Welcome back, everybody. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk 1071. I'm Jason Lex and producer Don McClain. Thanks for hanging with us. So, I got back last night from a nice little whirlwind weekend to Walt Disney World, uh, getting photos and material for Two Fairy Godfathers. Uh, the new episode, by the way, out right now. Would appreciate you downloading it. We're uh, find it wherever you get podcasts: Spotify, Podcast One, Apple Podcast. Um, so anyway, so we're there, and we brought a friend of ours who had never been, and it was a last minute. I was so appreciative of spontaneous people, and because I'm not even as spontaneous as our friend Brian, who Thursday night, <laughs> Thursday night, um, he decided to go with us, and within minutes. Within about 15 minutes, the flight was purchased. Wow. Um, we had set him up with a Disney account. The park tickets were purchased. Bada boom, bada bing. It was pretty fun. And then the next day, we were at the airport, and we just kind of looked at each other like, is this happening? Is <laughs> what this an amazing world we live in right now. I kept thinking of you saying that, Lex, on Friday's broadcast. But it was just great, and it was just a joyous weekend. I was just talking to my BFF, Jen. And I was saying it was just probably one of the most fun weekends because I get such joy seeing I've done it so much and I still get such a joy from it. But seeing it through someone else's eyes and the look on their face when they see maybe the castle for the first time or they realize that you can have fun at Disney as an adult. Oh, my goodness. My heart like flies. But I got to tell you. I experienced something I have never experienced at Disney. One of the reasons I love going there is because you can literally just be a child. I mean, you you uh, you can put a hat on, you can put Mickey Mouse ears and not worry about people judging you. Well, we encountered a little bit of homophobia at the happiest place on earth. What? And it and it really kind of it set me back for about a minute. I didn't let it ruin my night, but it set me back. Was it the fairy just... wings? Well, I'm kidding. It, no, it was. It actually, oh, it was. Uh, it was. Um, we for for a gift, we got Brian uh, a set of pride ears, uh, the Mickey Mouse ears, but they have the rainbow flag on them. Yeah. And Colin was wearing them, and I had my I had my normal Mickey Mouse ears that have my name on it, <laughs> and. We have these wings on, and you guys can go see the wings. Um, so we cute. got these illuminated Tinkerbell wings. Um, you can see it at Two Fairy Godfathers. It's the my favorite thing I've ever purchased at Walt Disney World, and we were wearing them because, hello, our business is called Two Fairy Godfathers. Yeah. So anyway, we're walking, we're standing um, by, a, we're standing in Epcot across from the England Pavilion, and we're standing by one of these topiaries, which, you know, this is the Garden and uh, Flower Festival, Lex, which I think about you all the time because you would love this festival. Mm. These beautiful topiaries um, with, um, you know, carved out of, made into different characters. And we're cool. standing, we're standing on the sidewalk and this guy oh, no. oh, said no. to us, he goes, move, I need to get a picture. And I'm like, excuse me? And he's like, um, we need to get a picture. And I thought he wanted, like, me to take a picture. Oh. And he looked at us, and he goes, move. And we're like, what? I'm like, I, I was so kind of shell-shocked. 
And then, like, I heard his fam, like, somebody in the family used a slur. Mm. And I was like, oh, mm. it all made sense to me. Because we were literally standing on the sidewalk. And I'm like, you could have taken this picture anywhere. We weren't in the way. And it hit me like a brick. I'm like, oh, and then Brian said it. He was saying it to us because we were gay. I mean, he was he was behaving in this way because, well, and then the slur kind of affirmed well, that, that. Right, exactly. And I was just like, wow. And then as we walked away, and I'm thinking to myself, dude, and then I got mad. I was like, you you may think I am nice, but I, I have a temper. I'm like, if he says one more word to me, I will pound him into the ground. I'm like, I will beat your ass. And I, he, and he heard me say that and he like, and this guy was like five, four, I'm six, two. I'm like, dude, do you really want to fight me? Cause I may be goofy, but I will throw you into that lake over there. So he didn't do anything. And then as we're walking, this guy passes us and rolls his eyes and says another slur. And I'm like, Oh my God. At Disney. I mean, yeah, come on. Oh, no. I'm like, you know, and I just thought we are so insulated here and we're so blessed because this community is so welcoming. And I very rarely experience head on homophobia or something like that. So when it does happen to me, yeah. it, 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 it makes me incredibly sad, especially at a place like Disney World. But girl, mm. I was ready to fight F.I.G.H.T. <laughs> I was ready to take him down anyway. Oh. Yeah, just sad, 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 sad that there are still people that are that ignorant. Uh, yep. Do we have Steve and Don uh, here? Steve is here. Yep. Steve is here. Hey, Ladies Steve. and gentlemen, uh, I won't play the theme. We're running late on time. Steve, what do you have coming up on the show today? Well, uh, I <laughs> there's a lot of things oh, you no. can tease. I'll tease the cheesiest <laughs> of them all. I watched the live action uh, 101 Dalmatians over the weekend Oh, with uh, Glenn Close. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. And I realized that her Cruella DeVille <laughs> is who another movie villain was based upon. And the person who played that role has won multiple Oscars. Oh my. I'm so very It's oh. a stretch. It's a big stretch, a but it's one of the many things we'll talk about today. No. Yeah. Plus all that's sorts coming. of finale talk. That's coming up next. That's going to do it for us. If you are a kid that is being bullied, you go out there and be yourself because right. nobody can tell you you're doing it wrong. Wear those fairy wings, right, mm-hmm. Lex? That's right. Wear them proudly. Light them up. Let them fly. You'll fly. You be you. We love you. Have a great day, and we'll talk tomorrow. Bye, friends.